Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Mitchell. Today, I'm going to give a personal journey learning about a medical condition commonly referred to as candida, not candida. For those unfamiliar with the term candida, it has been a controversial diagnosis in the medical community for decades. You may ask why. Well, understandably, conventional doctors didn't like that for this particular condition, there wasn't a definitive test. But hey, Lyme disease, we got the same problem. Or doctors also didn't like that patients had this wide range of complaints and symptoms like brain fog, bloating, fatigue. Sound familiar to the long-haul COVID patients? Also, conventional physicians would often say things like only AIDS patients or immune-compromised patients with cancer get candida, implying that regular patients, quote, can't get candida. And a lot of this we know is not true. So the most common question I get asked, because I see a lot of patients with candida, is why doesn't my doctor believe that candida exists? That's a good question. It reminds me of the saying about innovation. First, they ignore you. Then they attack you. And then they join you. So I thought telling my journey today, how I came to believe in candida and help patients recover would be valuable to everyone possibly afflicted with this, and actually for their doctors as well. So where does my journey begin? Well, I actually was really fortunate because the journey began with my wife, Dr. Ricky Mitchell, who we've been married for 34 years, and we've been in medical practice for just about the same amount of time. Um, So after Dr. Ricky Mitchell finished her hospital training back in 1988, she went to work for a very famous doctor in New York City. The doctor was a well-known diet doctor and a very, very well-known famous doctor. And he treated a lot of medical conditions besides doing weight loss. In fact, he was probably one of the first doctors, I think, in New York for sure, who was treating candida patients. Now, my wife, Dr. Ricky, working with him, got to see a large load of the patients as this doctor was off the to- all the time touring and giving lectures and being on TV, you know, et cetera. Unfortunately, after about a year, though, my wife left the practice because she just really felt that, you know, things weren't being done as thoroughly as, as she likes to see. So it was kind of exciting. And um, so she continued to see these cases of chronic fatigue and other conditions that other doctors couldn't figure out. And what's interesting, because again, my wife and I would have conversations about this all the time, you know, she back in, you were talking about early 1990 was using diets such as avoiding wheat and sugar and, um, you know, dairy, um, along with some antifungal medications to help these patients. Now, she did see what I was able to understand and grasp these classic cases of women with chronic vaginal yeast infections. They would go to see their gynecologist, they would get a topical antifungal cream, but yet these women continue to suffer with the yeast infections. And my wife would put them on what's called the candida or yeast-free diet, along with antifungals and special candida allergy drops. And it's interesting because we would talk about these cases and she would share with me the really the remarkable success she was seeing in her practice. So that just got to me thinking and it was logical. It made sense to me. Yeah. Chronic vaginal yeast infections, you know, Diet should help, you know, because women kind of know that if they um, 
ate too much sugar or drank too much alcohol, you know, that they would get flare-ups of their vaginitis. And, uh, you know, so Dr. Ricky, you know, using the dietary methods plus, you know, her um, prescribing was able to get these women under control. Now, around this time, you know, my wife went into, was in private practice before I was, I was just finishing up my immunology fellowship and I started to work also for another doctor. And as I mentioned, Dr. Ricky was working in um, a a separate space a few days a week. She was also caring for my uh, newborn son, Zach. So she had a lot on her plate. But after about uh, another year or two, we decided to join forces and we got common office space, which would eventually become what is today Mitchell Medical Group. Now, in the beginning, Dr. Ricky was seeing all the integrated patients, and, and I was still mainly doing conventional medicine, allergy and asthma, and, you know, giving allergy shots. You know, gosh, that was over like 30 years ago. So that's how things at the time were progressing. But then it was kind of interesting, again, us being in the same office. One day, a patient I was seeing for asthma and hives um, who I was treating and we were struggling really getting things under control, said to me, would it be okay if I, if he saw my wife, he saw that she does nutrition and, and natural therapies. And I said, sure. Um, I didn't see what the, you know, why not? I mean, if he could get any benefit, I knew Dr. Ricky's really smart. In fact, she might be the smartest doctor in our office, let alone in the room. And one day when, uh, it must've been a couple of weeks later, he was leaving my wife's consultation room. And he had a big smile. And he said, hi, Dr. Dean, because your wife has helped me so much. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So later on, I asked my wife, I said, what did, what did you do for him? And she said, he has candida. And I remember saying, I, I thought only women get candida, like vaginal yeast infections. And this was just the beginning of my education, what candida was all about. Now, my wife told me that she diagnosed and treated this patient uh, who had a long history of antibiotic and cortisone use because of his asthma. So that's sort of a common theme that we hear a lot with patients, you know, especially antibiotics over the last few decades have been used so abundantly. I mean, unfortunately, like for acne in teenagers and patients with chronic urinary infections, obviously in conditions of Lyme disease where people are really suffering and, um, you know, so this is one of the, the key history things that, you know, are important. And she explained to me that he was actually having candida overgrowth in his gut, and this was causing the inflammation in his lung and his skin. And she put him on the yeast-free diet. He wasn't allowed to have sugar, no wheat, no dairy, even no alcohol for a month. Uh, and she also prescribed antifungal medication to reduce the yeast in his gut, which I had never even considered before. But within a month, his asthma was stable. And his hives were gone. So you need to remember, that, again, the context of this. As I mentioned, this was the early 1990s. This was before the real craze of gluten-free diets were the in thing. And this was way before paleo, keto, or any low-carb diet was anywhere near being accepted. In fact, you were ridiculed if you were one of those you know, weird hippie patients following this diet that you know, excludes bread. And I have to tell you, the terms like gut health, microbiome, they, they really didn't, weren't even on the radar yet. So this case and some of the other ones my wife discussed with me really started to put me on a whole different path. And I was really maybe four or five years into private practice. And back in 1994, I traveled with my wife, who was pregnant at that time with our second 
uh, Sun on the Way Stone. We went out to California and went through Dean Ornish's retreat. You know, he at the time was doing a whole program on reversing heart disease through lifestyle changes, a vegetarian diet and meditation and exercise. In fact, I was really fortunate enough a few months ago to have Dr. Dean Ornish on the program to discuss his work because it really was fascinating and groundbreaking. I mean, to think that you didn't need to have bypass surgery or angioplasties to reverse heart disease was almost incomprehensible. But again, he actually even did the research to prove this was true. And then going to Dean Ornish's retreat led me to another really groundbreaking healer was John Kabat-Zinn. He's a PhD, but he was really one of the pioneers in bringing meditation to the, the masses and even the medical mainstream. At the University of Massachusetts, he had started a stress reduction and pain reduction program where the, all of these patients who have had medical procedures, surgical procedures, were still suffering with chronic pain. And through teaching them how to do what's called mindfulness meditation, he was able to bring down the level of their pain and improve the quality of their life. And in fact, after going to these two different holistic practitioners programs, I actually started my own lifestyle program, which was actually featured in the New York Times, essentially taking the best of both of their programs and trying to put this in front of patients to realize there are options besides you know, taking medications or having a surgery for your medical problem. But anyway, I'm digressing a little bit, but I, again, this is sort of my whole evolution as a holistic uh, and uh, conventional doctor. Now, after these programs, I really also began focusing, I'm sorry, I began shifting the focus of my practice to a little bit more closer alignment of my wife's way of practice, what I, I guess what we call holistic or functional medicine today. I still had not come to terms completely with a condition called candida. I, was, I kept on wondering, how is this overgrowth supposedly causing all of these symptoms from bloating to rashes to brain fog to fatigue? Could really one disease cause all of these symptoms? And I, and, you know, I must have been going for a walk or a bike ride one day and I realized, well, why not? I started to realize, you know, because celiac disease was getting a lot of attention or gluten intolerance, really more importantly. And I remembered from my training in celiac disease that Celiac disease, although the classic presentation was of children with bloated bellies and diarrhea, we now, you know, we're seeing in the 1990s and 2000s, a whole spectrum of cases of people who were gluten intolerant. And they not only would have, well, some of them would have stomach pain, some of them didn't even have stomach pain, but some of them had rashes. Others had neurological problems. So some of them had brain fog. Again, doctors hated that term back in the day, brain fog. Now with COVID, brain fog is acceptable. And fatigue. So I started to think to myself, why couldn't an overgrowth of candida cause similar problems? And, and just if you get a chance to reference too, I had Alessio Fasano, who is probably the premier researcher on celiac disease, who's now at Mass General Hospital. And, you know, we talked about a lot of this, how this imbalanced dysbiosis in the gut can cause all these range of medical problems. I mean, his famous uh, video, which you may want to watch on YouTube, is what occurs in the gut doesn't always stay in the gut. And uh, I thought it was really fascinating. And I think we started to really open my eyes to see that how some type of imbalance in the gut could cause a whole range of symptoms. And I started to realize that 
candida, in my mind, was now the classic microbiome disease. In some cases, obviously, it was easy to see you know, candida overgrowth, like when patients might have been put on steroids or antibiotics and they get oral thrush, or women would get the vaginitis. I think what was hard for myself and so many other physicians to comprehend was that the digestive problems, and you can't see, unfortunately, into the intestine unless you do an endoscopy, that these imbalances could cause other organs and areas of the body to manifest the candida overgrowth. So where am I now in my journey with candida? Well, I, th I really believe that over the last two decades of doing this work has made myself and my wife two of the top experts in diagnosing candida in the country. And I do consults all the time with patients, educational consults all over the country to help give them validation that they have candida. And having cared for thousands of patients, I know what to look for in their history. Candida gives a few really key diagnostic clues. And along with a skin test that I do in the office, I find super helpful. I, I've seen other candida tests in the urine, the stool, and the blood. And I understand how a lot of doctors feel that they're not as conclusive. Uh, so that's why I rely on my skin test. But the real important thing to remember is that the medical history is the key. I do think that the classic questionnaire by Dr. Crook, who was really the original you know, founder of diagnosing candida, compiled decades ago, is still a very helpful uh, questionnaire for patients that are concerned that they may have candida. And he has a whole scoring system, which I think is really helpful. You can find this uh, questionnaire on my website at www mitchellmedicalgroup.com and it's on many other places on the web. I've also learned that working with experts around the country who I've had on my podcast, like Dr. Marjorie Crandell, the PhD uh, researcher, that proper dosing with antifungal medications is really critical along with the candida diet and vitamin therapy to support the whole immune system. I think many doctors, including myself at times, have forgotten how fortunate we are today to have safe and effective antifungal medications. In the past, this was very limited, and the, the few antifungal medications available were typically intravenous and very dangerous. If you want more information about candida, I recommend that you read Ann Bork's book, The Candida Cure, or Dr. Crook's classic, The Yeast Connection. And if you're more of a visual person, you can go to my website, again, at www.mitchellmedicalgroup.com. We have videos that show how we diagnose with the skin testing, and I've given some of my, um, you know, stories of patients that we've helped with candida. And I've actually interviewed uh, Dr. George Croker uh, on an episode on candida and Dr. Marjorie Crandell. So again, you may enjoy looking back at these as well. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I would appreciate if you found this beneficial to, re to review, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Again, it's the smartest doctor in the room, and it's my pleasure to have spoken with you today.